0: this is the you need to know podcast putting the spotlight on black businesses you need to know that are serving our community
1: now here's your host tommy b hey what's up welcome to the you need to know podcast i'm your host tommy b we talk to interesting people uh you should know in business community opinion leaders influencers and you can find our show on spotify soundcloud apple podcast tune in and just look for the you need to know podcast also go to castropolis.net that's c a s t r o p o l i s.net you'll find the podcast episodes along with other great podcasts and we do stream those podcasts you can check us out monday through friday 7 to 8 at castropolis.net and it's streaming 24/7 and man i am i never thought i was i was roaming through linkedin one day and and lo and behold deja vu <laughs> <laughs> or, or saw someone from a, from a former life. I, I I'd like to say uh, professor. Do I call you professor David Allen? How, how can I refer to you on this show?
2: You can call
0: me Dave. That's what you would have always called me <laughs> every Monday,
1: every Monday, I guess. Every Monday, Dave Allen. Um, <laughs> I, and I like to call him one of the architects behind the great station, W USL uh, call letters. You probably know it as power 99 in Philadelphia. Um, and, and really over many years, uh, Dave oversaw the product side um, and and moved ultimately in, into the role, a greater role at power 99. Uh, but since he's moved on, how many years have you been in in academia uh, now, Dave? Um, I
0: got my PhD in 2003. So um, that's when I went full time. Um, before that, I've been teaching, adjunct you know one night a week for a couple of years but that's when uh, that's when I, I i transitioned over
1: interesting yeah and not only that congrats to you on the phd doctor of philosophy uh masscom and and media studies temple university and people ask me well they will probably ask how do i know dave uh you and i uh and, and and I guess we can say in another life, almost, um, okay. we're on every Monday. We did a conference call with a, with a big consultant in America, Urban Radio. Uh, I guess we'll mention Don Kelly, the famous Don Kelly call, and and always, man, we always had really good conversations on the call, learned a lot, and and really, that's how I got to know you. So um, you know, Dave. Dr. Professor Dave Allen, thank you so much for being on the Union General podcast, man. I appreciate you stopping through.
0: Happy to be here. Shout out to Don Kelly.
1: Shout out to Don. Shout out. Hey, uh, what got you interested in radio, man? Um, I, I don't think I've ever asked you that for as long as we've known each other. Um, how, how'd you get into radio?
0: Well, I tell my students, uh, I bore my students um, periodically <laughs> um, on the first day of class with... Um, I was at a um, small school in Richmond, Virginia, playing not playing soccer, watching the other guys play soccer, and not getting an A in history, which was my major. And <laughs> thought I was going to be this, and um, <clears throat> parents said, "Look, you're either going to have to in a fraternity, love the school, shout out to Randolph Macon, um, you're either going to have to get better grades or you're going to have to transfer." Um, I was a social chairman at my fraternity. I didn't think the better grades was going to happen there. So um, basically did what I tell people to do now, went back to my room, looked at the ceiling for a while and said, okay, what do, you, what do you like that you think people would pay you to do? And I was a big radio fan growing up, calling in on shows, winning tickets um, in D.C., uh, grew up in D.C. and born and raised and listening to jocks at night. Having a great time, and I said, "That's what I'm going to do." Uh, transfer to American University in D.C., graduated um, in broadcast journalism with some serious broadcast journalists like Derek McGinney from PBS and stuff like that. But I just wanted to be a <laughs> Um and uh, nobody, you know, graduated in May. Sent up in those days, thousands of tapes. Uh, nobody calling back. Uh, finally convinced um, program director in Oxford, Ohio, to. Um, I think either me he didn't have a lot to do, or I didn't have a lot to do. But he talked to me all the time, and I said, "Come on, man, you got to offer me something." And he's like, "I'll give you midnight to six on Monday morning <laughs> if you drive from DC to Oxford." I go, "I'll do it," and he goes, "If you do it, I'll give it to you." And sure enough, I drove there, and he gave me midnight to six, and it would seem like the very next day. Um, the overnight person quit. Wow! So I got midnight to six every night, and sort of worked my way into afternoon drive, and then left there after a year, and went back to Ocean City, Maryland. Did mornings, and ended up changing that station from a bad AC to a bad urban. Um, <laughs> it was uh, it was a no brainer though, because there was no. I mean, it was over. It was thirteen percent black in mm-hmm. Ocean City and Salisbury and, and only a black AM out of Salisbury yeah. um, so it was it was easy but that's how I got started uh, and I only, I grew up on black music and black radio huge go-go fan um, listened to OL AM and OK 100 in DC wow. um, which is all I knew mm-hmm. um, and so that's sort of the foundation so, of
1: so how'd you shift from, from the start, which, which sounds like a lot of how I started in the business as well, you know, getting a foot in the door, somebody quits and then, you know, an opportunity, you know, takes place and you take advantage of it to, to the legendary, how'd you go over to the legendary power 99 or was it legendary when you got there?
0: Oh, it was, I mean, uh, Don Kelly and, um, and Jeff Wyatt signed that on in 82, um, I used to drive up from ocean city and listen to it out of dover um and then tony gray was there uh mike jackson and fred bugs and um bj in the morning who's um who was incredible and wendy b and, and lady b and so um but i had i went from ocean city took that station from worst to first which wasn't that big it was one book a year and it was a spring book and it was pretty easy and then i went to richmond I wanted to go back. Um, thought I was going to do urban there. Um, owner changed their mind. Six months fired. Went to K-94 in Norfolk. Um, brothers started fighting with each other. The brother had hired me. Was the, <laughs> end brothers. the other one threw him out. They wanted to change the station. But they um, they fired me. And then that day, uh, Birch came in. If you remember Birch. And mm-hmm. we were number one in on Birch. Yeah. So they had to keep the format. But they had already fired me. It was pretty ugly and um Don um Jeff Wyatt actually and Don but mostly Jeff Wyatt before he left had told the general manager Bruce Holberg look uh you might want to talk to this kid sometime. Um he really wants to work here and um sure enough Bruce remembered that Don said you might want, want to talk to Dave and I really came to here to be um Tony Gray's assistant PD. Wow um because he was gonna do he's gonna be PD and do nights Mm -hmm. afternoons and lo and behold he had already planned on going to kiss i think and didn't tell the station so they ended up with just me they weren't sure um but they um i ended up replacing tony q um Mm -hmm. at the power
1: gotcha yeah the way we went man you and i connected um i started right around let's say the, the early oh i'm sorry late 80s into the nineties. Uh, that's where we started. Um, where, where, where was radio then? If you had to give it a, a, a description, if you had to describe where radio was in the nineties,
0: um, well, um, black radio was the center of the universe, mm-hmm. um, in, in any, and in, in every, in, and every, in any town, um, especially in Philadelphia, um, uh, power 99 and DAS ruled, um, and shout out to, um, God rest his soul, the butter bowl, but, Mm -hmm. um, I, um, you know, best job ever, um, best place to be. Um, you know, I can't say enough about it. Um, you know, it it started getting a little sketchy at the end of the Mm -hmm. nineties. Um, but beginning, you know, eighties and nineties, certainly way before that, which would have been, Butter's time but not my time
2: mm-hmm.
0: um was uh, it was everything it's, you know it's uh, where you found out you know your next favorite song
1: yeah yeah it was big on discovery much more so you know than what we're seeing now um what do you what do you think when, when you take a look um you know you started radio era 70s mid 70s or so somewhere yeah, within so, that
2: yeah I
0: graduated from college in 81 so in 81. I, I did part time and You know, 80, 81, Mm -hmm. 79, but then uh,
1: full-time. So you saw radio, you saw a couple of different eras of radio, probably post-disco, when when the big urbans started to come around, uh, stations going from disco stations to urban stations. Uh, But after that, when you got into Philly, uh, had the success with Power, um, where did you see the big change happen that really – had a negative impact on radio. What would you say was the pivotal point?
0: Oh, it was the iPod. I mean, I, I can remember the meeting. Um, I can remember a meeting. I can't remember the meeting Mm -hmm. where somebody was had the the iPod and said, this thing is never going to, um, it's not going to hurt us. You know, you've got to work too much to put stuff on it. Um, people like you got to pay for it. Um, you know, radio's free and mobile, and and you know, um, where are they going to know what songs to to put on it and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I, I literally walked out of that room that day and said, "Life is about to change." <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. And, and it did. It, it, it did more so not because of the iPod, but radio's reaction to to it. Mm-hmm. And then radio's reaction to streaming, um, television just did a better job of reacting to the fact that it really wasn't about the box anymore. It was really about what was on the box, mm-hmm. and they needed to be ready to deliver that on another platform other than a radio or a television set. Um,
1: so, what do you what do you think? What mistakes were made? What do you think? Where do you think radio made mistakes?
0: Um, I'm convinced. Well, I know a Power Ninety Nine, the no Rap workday almost killed me when Q One O Two started coming after me. Mm-hmm. That was a huge. That was a huge mistake. But anyway, um, the the mistake was that um, the way we treated um, advertising. Um, first of all, we put bad commercials on the radio, mm-hmm. and we told the listeners that they were advertising was bad. You know, we let our disc jockeys say, you know, commercial free and we'll be back after we pay some bills. And, you know, we didn't market it well. We ran too many commercials
2: mm-hmm. and
0: the ones we did run were good. And, um, you know, if you look at, you know, podcasting and that kind of stuff now, they're talking the same thing about podcasting is that the commercials, you know, they need to be live reads. They need to be relevant to the listener they need to be entertaining. Um, they need to be short. Um, that hasn't changed. Um, and that, and, and all podcasters have to do is look back on, on what radio did and didn't do mm-hmm. and see the mistakes that, um, potentially they could be making.
1: So radio didn't really look at the overall experience.
0: No, I mean, radio, I mean you know, radio just looked at itself as, you know, you know, our listeners are going to listen to us no matter what we do. Mm, Yeah. Um, And when there's alternatives to that, many alternatives to that, um, radio just became one possible way to, to get entertainment, to get audio entertainment, Mm -hmm. um, which is, which is where they are now.
1: And and speaking Uh, of, yeah, speaking of that, like where we are now, um, where are we now?
0: Well, I think that, um, it's um, it's clear that that companies like Liberty Media and stuff like that are going to have multiple audio. So they'll have Sirius and they'll have Pandora. They have a lot of iheart's debt. Maybe they'll pick up radio. Um, and then they'll just say, okay, you know, listener, what what do you want? And where do you want it to come to you? Mm-hmm. Um, and radio will be one of those options. Radio is not going away. Um, you know, everybody said that once you can get stuff in your car, radio was dead. Radio is not dead. Um, but unfortunately, a lot of radio listeners are are getting older and dying, mm-hmm. and the, the a new a new market of listeners is not coming up to mm-hmm. replace them. Yeah, um, because radio's not given them a real compelling reason to pick it over other alternatives. Yeah, um, you know.
1: So, so you came. Know. You came from the era of even though we went through the phase of more music, less talk. Uh, you still came from a pretty big personality uh, generation where you, you had morning shows or local morning shows like the, you know, you, you were there when Carter and Sanborn Carter and Sanborn, um, in Philly, a legendary show, um, or I mentioned uh, golden boy at night. So do you think it'll ever get back to that personality driven?
0: I think it has to, I I don't think it's about the music anymore. I think it's, um, it's about the personality and I think that's, that will bring, that could bring, um, the younger demographic back to radio. You can't be, there's too many places to get music. It's going to have to have personalities that, um, that, that listeners want to listen to that then can play music Mm -hmm. that have, um, that has greater relevance because they're playing it, not just because it's getting played on that radio station. I really think that, um, you know, if you look at what younger demographics are doing, you know they're you know they're they're watching influencers on YouTube and they're um you know they they see some funny bit that's been put to music mm-hmm. um, mashups and all that kind of stuff. well, radio could be that yeah. um, it but it's gonna have to invest in itself and um i'm not entirely sure it's going to do that good, um
1: yeah. you know good point good point so so let me ask you a question as an educator um how do you, how do you prepare or how do you look at when you look at the current generation next generation the media landscape how are you how, do you think uh, academia is preparing the next generation with let's say practice versus theory you come from a pretty practice-heavy background. I mean, you were in the midst of some some pretty heavy battles, great experience. Uh, do you think academia is doing a good job?
0: Preparing uh, people to get into radio?
1: Or to get into media in general uh, the la- the, with the new landscape, with digital, including radio.
0: Yeah, I mean, I... Um... I don't think that, you know, I don't talk to anybody about doing anything.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, if
0: you, if you have to do something, mm-hmm. you need to do it. Um, and so I don't, you know, I don't, um, I try to talk less and less about myself mm-hmm. in class now because I'm, I'm starting to bore myself, not this my much. <laughs> so I, I um, you know, but, you know, occasionally, you know, I started a little radio station. Uh, you know, I have a station here um, on TuneIn that I started for the students, just for them to play with. Mm -hmm. And um, occasionally I get, you know, we're going to start doing some play-by-play for sports. And, you know, I get, you know, I had a kid last week emailing me going, hey, I want to get into talk radio. Mm -hmm. I had no idea how to get into talk radio. So I had to um, put him in touch with some people that are working in talk radio. Because I don't know how you would break into radio these days. Yeah. Um, So that, that I think that um, we're trying to, I'm trying to at least, I teach a course called music marketing, which is music and. Mm -hmm. um, I used to teach business of recorded music, which I'm totally unqualified to teach, so I found an entertainment lawyer to teach it. Because, you know, the the funny thing is that it's hard to explain to people that, you know, when you're doing, you know, the the record labels um, were, you know, partners on a good day, but adversaries on a bad day where they're trying to get us to play stuff that we don't want to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, although I respected them more than they, they ever knew, it's hard to teach that. But the music of course, is like, look, so you want, music is very important. Yes. You really need it to be part of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Okay. Let's figure out what you can use music with. So music and for me, yeah, advertising and, you know, um, uh, retail or that kind of stuff. Okay. That's not it. How about health? How about politics? Mm -hmm. How about, and then I try to connect them with a bigger picture because students, um, think very linear coming out of high school. I can Mm -hmm. take math and I take history and I'm going to go teach high school. Um, yeah. And they get here and they go. Okay, it's a wide open world. you you know, we're kind of like this big, you know, you know, we're like a big blue apron where you're trying to put things together and create a dish uh, that no one's created before that other people um, will want. And um, so try to tie things together. That you know, if you can't sing and you can't dance, you can't play an instrument. You can still be in music. And um, my daughter, my middle daughter, is a prime example. She works for a company called Fame House here in Philly. Mm-hmm. They're owned by Universal Records. They do swag stores for artists. Mm-hmm. Um, they have Eminem and that kind of stuff. But she manages about thirty stores, uh, virtual stores that are actually in Detroit. Wow! Um, and they have Taylor Swift and um, and she loves it. And you know she's, you know she's hearing about the latest releases because the releases usually come with swag. Um, and so she knows things before anyone else she owns for, Oh, she works for a record company, but she's still too shy to ask for tickets, <laughs> um, to shows, but she'll get there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then, so I think, um, preparing them for having music in their life, I think, um, I think I do a good job at it.
2: Cool.
0: Um, good. but I'm putting someone in radio. I've, you know, I've sort of tried, you know, Colby used to work for me and you now he's the big honcho at radio one. And mm. you know, I, I kid one the board op job. I was like, Colby, do you still have board ops? He's like, of course we still have board ops. And I was <laughs> like, can you, can you give the kid a board op job? He goes, I guess I go, he goes, it's not like it was a graduating senior. He goes, you know, it's not like a career.
2: Yeah. I
0: go, I know, but he doesn't know what he doesn't know. He's got to get in the radio station and look around. Yeah. But anyway, it didn't happen. But, um, I don't know um, how, you know, I I think that uh, podcasting shows people that um, at a grassroots level, anyone can have a microphone
2: Mm
0: -hmm. um, and put it out there. The the good thing is that the the good thing is that anybody can do it. The bad thing is that anybody can do it and (laughs) that you're competing with everybody. You know, it's like the same thing with artists. I go, you don't need record labels anymore. You can just, you can put your little song out there and you can sell it and you know, nobody's going to buy it, but maybe it'll get you some shows. And, um, the so marketing is really, you know, uh, self-serving to me, I guess, but marketing is really the key yeah, to sure yourself enough. and to music. Now it's, you know, w- what are you saying? And who are you saying it to? And what's, um, compelling about you. Yeah. That. um, they can't get from anyone else. Um, and and then just go for it.
1: Um, you know, we, we were joking about uh, the fact that when we got into the business, we were editing with tape. You know, the, the, uh, the tape and, and the razor blade. <laughs> you know, the physical tape. And now everything's digital. But the beauty of the digital is the fact that people can develop their own body of work. And it's Ooh. a lot cheaper. You know, mm-hmm. if you consider compare the cost of having or being able to do or produce a show twenty years ago, you can now do it in your bedroom. So body of work matters, do you think, for for students in terms of what they can develop on their own while they're in school?
0: Yeah, we've got a record label record label here too, but we um I didn't have a money for a recording studio and the thing was that I didn't really we're just a distribution label. Mm-hmm. Um um, you know, we're on CD Baby, we were on Tune TuneCore. Um, and, but they were doing, they were using Pro Tools and their Mac machines in their, in their dorm rooms. So they really yeah. didn't need wow. me. I mean, they were going to do some big production. Sure, you know, um, there are schools that have it. Drexel has a recording um, major and even Montgomery County Community College which is in our county here has a beautiful state-of-the-art studios and the, the boards with all the slide pots and all that kind of stuff. But these kids are, are doing this in their room. Mm. Um, It's not the greatest quality in the world, but then it's being listened to on not the greatest quality in the world Mm -hmm. vehicle. Yeah. You know, you know, little white iPods, iPods with white headphones
1: or phones. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just just iPhones. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That was crap. So, you know, it's like, you know, crap in crap out kind of thing. It was fine. Mm -hmm. Um, and then if they, you know, then if they get discovered, you know, whatever that means now, they can go in, you know, they can redo it and make it look, make it sound pretty and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, it's really, you know, the next thing is you got to be an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Um, you have to have an entrepreneurial spirit, um, and just decide, you know, Hey, I'm just gonna, I'm going to just do this. I'm going to figure it out. Um, and I'm going to do it. And I'm gonna if it works, I'm gonna do it some more. Yeah. Um and, and so, whether or not
1: it can sustain you, we'll see.
0: <laughs> I guess, you yeah, know, well, you know, I life. tell my kids too, I go, you know, do you know, do this all you know, life changes when you get married and you have kids and people depend on you for food oh, yeah. oh, um, yeah. and and a roof. Um, do it by your single that that you know, a a couch in a house. Is mm-hmm. actually some place to live, mm-hmm. um, and you know because when it it has to sustain you, that's when um, it becomes an issue.
1: Yeah, sure um, enough.
0: That that's when that that's when it goes from a career to a hobby. That's what I always tell my students. I go, you know, if you it's a hobby when you need a career, um, so you better make it a career before that. Um, good point. And, and good. some of them do it, some of them don't. It just you know. If you gotta have it, you gotta have it. What you know, I, there was nobody that was going to tell me in '78 that I was not going to be a disc jockey. Mm. Um, and I, you know, even when I transferred the school school that I was transferred to was twice as much as the old one. I was like, "What should I do?" And I was like, "Oh, I'll go." I started setting up for a disc jockey, a mobile disc jockey company. I started setting up the equipment, and then I was like, "Wow, I can do that." <laughs> and then I just bought my own equipment. And then I started doing it myself and I was awful, but, um, you can be awful at weddings. Yeah, and, oh,
1: yeah. You know, in,
0: in high school, you just can't be awful in a club. True so, enough.
1: True enough. So what, what's the future, man? If, um, you know, considering where you've been, where you are now, what do you, what do you see the future being for, for, I guess, you know, you and I came out of radio, but, but even radio has become audio. Uh, so what, what's just, what's the future of, of the industry?
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's, um, and I've written some papers on this and I've delivered this to conferences. It really now is about audio and video. Um, really, um, you, you radio shouldn't be calling itself radio. And I had this conversation with somebody who's still on radio and go, stop using the word radio and, um, call yourself audio. Um, and he was like, "No, we're radio. This is what we are." And and I backed off that a little bit because that is their category of audio. So they're just going to have to make radio um, cool again, mm-hmm. um, and and video. But I, I really think that um, I really think that personality matters. Um, I think that um, you have to create what if you're delivering audio or delivering video. Um, you gotta get them hooked at the very beginning, uh, um, and and then let them go. You you can't think they're going to be there forever. Attention spans are small for audio and video now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know that uh, my kids at least will show that they'll sit down and binge Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, um, they'll binge. They'll binge audio mm-hmm. um, if if you give them compelling audio yeah
2: um
0: to listen to um it's weird because you know uh, we talked about this too but um i uh my kids um listen to power 99 um Mm. and i get in their car because i I jockey their cars and keep them on the road and Mm. they always have power 99 on there or they're listening to um sirius xm hip-hop or the heat or something like that Mm -hmm. um and both of them went through the the top 40 stage Mm -hmm. uh, alternative rock stage when they were in high school um but i mean they were riding around you know whenever i used to get protested about playing you know Compton music or you know (laughs) that kind of stuff they were like will you let your children listen to this i'm like (laughs) what do you think is on in my car when I'm riding around with them in the back seat of the car seat I'm like of course I do and and I so maybe that's in them that they're doing that so they're there and they don't do it for me clearly um yeah. that um cuz I actually turn it off yeah <laughs> cuz yeah. I I I've moved past that um mm-hmm. but um you know, you got to give them a reason to, you got to give them a reason, people a reason to do something.
2: Yeah.
0: It's got to be a, a real attention-getting thing that leads to a benefit um, that leads to someone wanting to come back for more of that attention-getting thing. And um, it would help radio um, to look at um, how, you know, Netflix is doing it and that kind of stuff. Um. You know, they they should have someone go back in and come from that, those companies and saying, okay, you know, uh, I, I'm going to come over here and I'm going to do for you what I did for them mm-hmm. because it's just ears and, and not eyes. Um, we're going to give it a shot. We're going to see how it's going
1: to work. Um, Make it compelling.
0: Po- podcasting Something compelling, podcasting yeah. has done that. So,
1: yeah. Agreed. Yeah. It's yeah. it's more compelling. Uh, it, it, it's become, um, it, it's, it's brought it back to storytelling, which, uh, you know, is, is where all the big jocks, the big talent came out of, you know, uh, personality. So good, good stuff. Dave, uh, thank you, man, so much for being on the show. Uh, Professor David Allen, St. Joseph's, uh, it's funny here uh, or being able to say Professor Dave. Cool. <laughs> dr david allen uh the interesting thing before i close out the show um that i always knew about uh dave was the fact that uh he was always able to get the leaks first <laughs>
0: <laughs> the funny thing in my office here i have a CCD from warner brothers records for prince so uh... Nobody really, nobody ever
1: figured out how I got those. The king but, of the cease and desist. Dave. I know, I know, I know. That was, that, that was the best. That was, uh, that was so much fun. Um, it was absolutely, can you even do that anymore? I mean, it, 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 doesn't matter anymore. Does it, uh, you know, nobody knows who's first. There's so many options. So, but, but yeah, King, King of the leaks, Dave Allen. Yeah, there we go. Hey, but thank you, Dave, uh, for taking time, man, on the You Need to Know podcast. And, of course, um, you can check us out. Uh, we're on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Podbean. Tune in. You can check us out. Just uh, look for You Need to Know podcast. Uh, on Instagram, you can follow us at You Need to Know podcast. Also, we stream on castropolis.net. Remember to listen, subscribe, and share us. Dave Allen, thank you again, man. We got to stay in touch. How do people? By the way, how do people contact you, Dave?
0: Or do you want them to? Probably probably the best way is through uh, St. Joe's. So it's D-A-L-L-A-N-T-U-N-E-D-U. Good deal. Um, I I put my cell phone on my syllabi. So my students call me and text me all the time.
1: Excellent. Well, keep up the great work, man. And, and, uh, you know, continue to to spread the word about the business and, and keeping the business relevant. It's good. It's good that people like you exist. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the You Need to Know podcast, putting the spotlight on black businesses you need to know that are serving our community.
0: Subscribe by going to castropolis.net. That's castropolis.net. Also, search You Need to Know podcast on SoundCloud. Interested in becoming a spotlight business on the You Need to Know podcast? Click on the Spotlight
1: My Business link at the podcast page. Thanks for listening.